Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I am joined by my favorite ghoul friend, Tara. Wow, you're so enthusiastic. Hey, spooksters. (laughs) Hey, I am on an endorphin high. All right, let's ride that train. That's fine. Let's ride that train. (laughs) It is the last Monday of the month. If you're a returning listener, you know what that means. That means it's listener encounters episode. If you're new here, welcome in. We are excited to have you. If you are not new, welcome back. We love you. Not that we don't love the new people, but you know, we don't love everybody. No, they're listening, so we love them. Unless you're mean, then I don't love you. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, we just come through with, like, the greatest intros, guys. Well, if you're new here, you probably don't know about our social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at 3 Girls. And if you want to interact with us and other members of our community, our... Facebook group is the place to do it. It's Three Spook Girls Official, obviously on Facebook. And we have Book Club. We have Secret Satan is coming up, guys, because it it's almost spooky season. Yes. Big shout out to both Ashley and Kelly for handling that for us. Love you, girls. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, guys. And that's where we do a lot of our announcements. So we are, and we're in there. We're both still. Mm-hmm. in there and we comment we post things half the time i always joke that i find things that i want to post and then i realize one of you have posted it in the group already <laughs> it was just in my feed so that happened to me the other day it's almost like it's <laughs> exhilarating you're like yeah and then you're like oh no like, yeah but yeah it's a really fun place to like kind of interact with other members of the spookster community if you want to help support the show you can do so by heading over to patreon.com or hit the link tree in the show notes below. And for as little as a dollar, you get bonus content. We're ramping back up our patron content. So it's gonna come at you guys a little bit more than it has mm-hmm. been. So you guys are gonna be excited. But we do the last day of every month, we do an all tier episode. So no matter what tier you are of a Patreon, you get that episode. And I believe it's like $5 and up, you get ad free episodes. Mm hmm. Yeah, so there's there's some perks and, you know, some fun things. So you should definitely yes. check it out. We also have our Spookster shop. It is a Facebook group. So the things that we do, you can head over there and see what we have going on. 
If you would like a tarot reading, you should definitely check out Tara because not to toot my best friend's horn, but she's amazing. (laughs) So you should definitely check that out. And with that, we're going to dive right into our listeners' encounters. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to hand it to Tara, who's going to tell us our first story from you guys. Yay. Okay. So my first story of the episode comes from Kat. And Kat writes, Hello, ladies. I randomly found your podcast a month ago, and I have been nonstop binging all of the episodes. I absolutely love you both. Well, thank you. We love you, too. We love you, too. (laughs) We said it at the same time. You probably get this a lot, but like if we lived in the same area, there is no doubt in my mind we would be friends and have cricket crafting parties. I also, I mean, I'm here for that. And Jessica, we're down. (laughs) We're down. I also joined the Facebook group and love it in there. Yay! I'm so glad. Super fun. I like it when it it lines that up. Like I just said it, and then she's like, "Yeah, Jessica's not lying." Every time she enthusiastically (laughs) tells you to go and join, listen to yes, yes, okay. I wanted to share some spooky stories with you and a few fun little tidbits. This is a long one, so buckle the fuck up. Buckled in. I will. Okay, first off, I just finished the Denver Airport episode. I started with newest to oldest episodes. Ooh, backwards. Has anybody else done that? I mean, I don't think anybody listening to this would. I have so many questions. If anybody's done that. I do too. (laughs) I just want to (laughs) know. My biggest fear in them going in that direction, I'm like, we got better. Oh, but yeah, but I feel like people understand that. But like, True. also, do you just wait till you're done and then you go back like up to the to the newest and then go back down? Because obviously new episodes release while you're doing this back. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I kind of assumed that like they would listen like today on the 29th. They're listening. So like, and say they, they would yeah, go. so like. Like, say they got, they, so they listen to newest to oldest. So they're going backwards through the catalog and then they get mm-hmm. done and then they go find like the very, very top and then go through again and then just like keep repeating like that. Oh, I assume that like you know she was saying? listening to the new ones as they came in, but also going backwards through the catalog. Oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe like binging it. Okay. We're spending too much time on this. I'm sorry. I was just curious. <laughs> sorry, Kat. <laughs> Anyways, okay, DIA, we're going to go talk about that. And she says, and you were obviously talking about Freemasons. Well, funny little thing, my grandfather is a Mason, and he goes to the lodge regularly in everything. Yay! Well, they have this book that has all of their stuff in it, rituals, (gasps) texts, etc. And when I was little, I picked it up one day, not knowing what it really was, and I was looking through it. It's weird. Looking back, I think it's just that they removed the vowels, but I was really young, so I don't remember. And my grandfather came into the room and freaked out and said I wasn't allowed to look at the book. LOL. (laughs) I know it's not anything too crazy, but it just adds to the secrecy of things. I have this really vivid memory of when I was a small child walking down the hallway of my parents' house and I was home alone. I'm an only child, so there was no one there, and I distinctly remember feeling hands wrap around my fucking ankles and holding me in place. It was crazy, and this Mm -hmm. was my first experience I can remember. No, I don't like that shit either. I'd be like, no, not the ankles, not the feet. The feet. No, no, no. But more recently, last year in 2021, I lost my dad. 
He had fought off hairy cell leukemia and sickle cell lymphoma and even had a stem cell transplant, but he caught COVID and we lost him. It broke me. My parents lived six hours away, so my goodbye was a video chat while he was hooked up to a ventilator. Needless to say, it was really fucking it was a really fucking rough time for me. I wasn't sleeping. I was just depressed to all the things. Well, I was trying to nap one day on my lunch break and I suddenly felt this insane heaviness come over me. I didn't realize what was happening at first. And then, since I had my eyes closed, I saw this figure walk through the doorway. At first, I thought it was my dad. Then as it got closer, I realized it was definitely not my dad. I opened my eyes, terrified. I shook my head. I don't know if I thought my brain was like an Etch-a-Sketch <laughs> or what, but I thought it would work. I was wrong. I closed my eyes again, and the now I know was a sleep paralysis demon thing was right in my face. Needless to say, I didn't sleep for a bit. Then. <laughs> I <laughs> Dramatic Then. <pop>. Then. <laughs> Then I live in central New York and we have a lot of haunted spots. We have the Rock Crusher, 13 Curves, the Landmark Theater. I could go on. And she asked, would you do a listener's episode on a specific area instead of one story? Yeah, I've, we've done that before. There was a yeah. so that's not to plug our Patreon again, but that's a $10 tier perk. You get a dedicated episode. And I did like a this was like a while ago. I remember I did like a North Carolina haunts one, the person was just like, hey, this state. But yeah, if you do that and oh, you yeah. want to be like, hey, do this, do upstate New York, do blah, blah, blah. Like, we'll do it. We don't care. Mm-hmm. We're down. Anyways, okay. The ones here aren't too crazy and long, but definitely have some stories to them. I myself have had encounters at the Rock Crusher and it's creepy. Now, this is, <laughs> well, I mean- Tell us, please, please do whatever you hear this. Now, she says, now this has gone insanely long and I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't apologize. I know you always <laughs> I know you always tell us not to apologize, but I have to. It's just who I am as a person. I feel that I I over apologize as well. I have done some ghost hunts with ghost hunt. What? What? Excuse me? With ghost hunters as in like Jay and Grant? Uh huh. Cat, we need she to be says, best friends, <laughs> right? Fuck. I have also done some ghost hunts with the ghost hunters at Rolling Hills Asylum, and let me tell you, Steve and Dave are wonderful humans, insanely nice. I've got stories from that. I'll happily share. Duh, we want to fucking know. And she put parentheses. <laughs> it's like she just knows as well. She put in parentheses. I know you're going to say yes. Of course, we want to hear them. So I guess I will just save those for next time. Please, Bitch. please tell us. We need this. Also, yeah, any areas you want us to, like, cover, just let us know. And this also, goes for everybody. Also, if you know Dave and Steve, tell them we're cool to go ghost hunting with them. <laughs> They're, like, our two favorites. <laughs> I know. And then she said, thank you so much for getting me through my workday and my car rides and being two fantastic humans. Aw, thank you. Thank you, Kat. Yeah, and then that goes for, like, anybody because I feel like, I'll be honest, I feel like with the true crime stuff, like we have a pretty good handle on getting stuff lined up. But sometimes we do struggle with the with the paranormal list. So if you guys are like, hey, there's a bunch of haunted places in this area, like just fucking email us or message us on one of the socials. Like we always we always take topic suggestions like all the time. We appreciate it. 
yes, do it whenever you want. So we obviously can't guarantee like that we'll do them, but it's very much appreciated. All right. My turn. My turn. Yes. Okay. My first story of the evening comes from Molly. Molly writes, Tara and Jessica and Kate. I just discovered your show a few weeks ago, so I'm binging from 2019 forward. This sounds impossible, but I get through 7 to 12 episodes per day during the week. Damn! Dang. You're just That's like, amazing. I'm really sorry you have to listen to my voice that long. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Molly. <laughs> I just listened, she writes, I just listened to the vampire episode. And she actually, she put the the actual name of the episode. It's number 75, Don't Go Chasing Vampires, which if you guys remember, I sang in that episode. Mm -hmm. It was a good one. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying not to collapse with laughter when Jessica imagined vampire cows saying, moo, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) I forgot I did that. (laughs) When I get overtired, I make cow jokes. Therefore, Jessica, you are now my spirit animal. Boom. (laughs) She wrote, you're welcome, but also, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I'll preface this by saying that while I'm not necessarily scared of spooky stuff, there are things I avoid. Demons, haunted houses of any kind, and zombie movies. Although I love Shaun of the Dead. I mean, me too. I don't like zombie noise. I don't like zombie movies a lot of times because of the noises the zombie makes. It triggers Mm. me. Yeah. I call myself closed off to the spirit world, so the warm, heartfelt story I'm about to tell you can be taken as a true encounter or just my vivid subconscious. I'll let you decide. This requires a backstory, so buckle up, buttercups. Dear God, our listeners are, like, just coming for us today. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with an alcoholic, abusive, mostly absent dad and a manipulative narcissist for a mother. I know you'll have questions. So for perspective, my mother told my 13-year-old sister she had breast cancer and to not tell me, to con her into moving to North Carolina after my parents' divorce. Spoilers, she was lying. Molly, I just want to hug you right now. But like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. Know that life, unfortunately. I spent nine months of the year from three to 16 raising myself. And my two younger sisters were stair-stepped every two years. Every year when school was over, I got shipped off north to Michigan to spend four to six weeks with my maternal grandmother, Lee. And then I'd come home for no more than a week, just long enough to do laundry and chores before being shipped east to Pennsylvania to spend four to six weeks with my paternal grandparents. To say my grandparents collectively raised me in these scant months is an understatement. On March 31st, 2005, I was 16. My parents' divorce had been finalized a few months earlier. Lee died. She spent several years with worsening kidney failure, relying on four hours of dialysis three times every week, and opted to refuse it finally. She called me and explained and said goodbye. My mother, her daughter, chose to take us on a vacation instead of the memorial. I can believe that. What? I said I can believe that. There's another woman who would definitely do that. That we both know. know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Mom got the ashes. I stopped trying to understand this years ago. On June 30th, just three months later, my paternal grandmother passed away too, after battling cancer. Two of my best friends, my guidepost, just gone. 
It's been 17 years and I'm still tearing up remembering the utter devastation of the foundation beneath my feet just crumbling to dust. Despite having four kids and eight other grandkids to lean on, it fell to me to hold up my grandfather at the funeral. I understand this very much. Yeah. Very much. That's another story altogether. After the funeral, I was elected as the unofficial fifth child to take one day of the week to call and check on grandpa. According to my dad and his siblings, I was the only one he actually anticipated speaking to. In February of 2007, mere months before graduating from high school, grandpa passed away too. Things got a bit blurry, as you can imagine, but I remember being really angry at God and determined more than I had already had to walk away from him. My grandparents had raised me sporadically, obviously, in church. My grandpa was an associate pastor, and my grandma played the organ every week. It's cool. My dad was a deacon, and my mom was the Sunday school superintendent, so I get it. Mm-hmm. And even through the abuse, neglect, and being forced to grow up way too fast, I had been spared from depression and suicidal thoughts. I guess I spent enough time trying to survive. But when I lost them all, I lost that part of me that felt like I had something to live for. And the first time in my life, I walked into my bedroom after school one day and saw a pair of scissors on the dresser and clearly remember the conscious thought, you know, that'd be a really easy way to kill myself. Before I continue, I'll spoiler this to tell y'all that I have never attempted to harm myself in any form unless you count the 10 tattoos I have. No, we don't count those 10 tattoos. Those 10 tattoos are decoration. (laughs) I'm a huge advocate for counseling and started that young. Both my sister and my best friends are licensed counselors, and I'm in long-term therapy myself. So believe me when I say that I'm all for counseling. Here's where the possible encounters start. I'm just going to go on believing that's what they are. As soon as I had this terrifying, vivid thought, I felt like I was pushed to the floor, almost like I got sucker punched or like when you fall off the monkey bars onto your back. Ooh, I'm having like flashbacks to like elementary school and not a good way. The Mm. pain of falling off monkey bars. Yeah. I couldn't breathe. I scrambled at the wood floor for air. Just like that, I could breathe again, as though someone was saying to me, See, you want to live. Stop being ridiculous, babe. Grammarly, I'm sure, since my own sarcastic, rational streak comes from her. This woman used to kick me out of her dialysis center for beating her at cards every week. God, I miss her. My other subjective experiences is more of a short series of related dreams spanning the decade following these tragedies. I've never been a good sleeper. I have chronic insomnia for as long as I could remember. Every so often, though, I get to experience deep, restful sleep. This is when I would dream of my grandparents, my dad's parents. The first visit, and they put visit in quotation marks, came shortly after I graduated high school that summer. I think I was only sleeping with the help of Tylenol PM, so this was probably the first natural sleep I'd gotten in months. I dreamed of being at their house again, What seemed like just a memory when my grandpa walked into the room, took my hand. My grandma smiled at me, her sad smile, and told me I'd be okay and that I was strong and that they were sorry. I'm literally crying writing this. Then I woke up. The second, quote, visit was a couple years later, and I had dreamt that I was driving down a road in a small town where they lived. I stopped at the stop sign. 
Now, I bought my first car, a little truck, from my grandpa. I was still driving it at the time. So, in this dream, my truck comes puttering down the cross street. As it passes me, my grandparents are in it, and they look at me very clearly. And I swear, I heard their voices in my head telling me they loved me and they were proud of me. Boom. End of dream. I woke up barely able to breathe, in tears at 2 a.m., and called my best friend. The last visit, quote, I remember was in 2018. I'd gone through a deep depression the year before getting good counseling and then finding a church that led me back to God. In December of 2018, I was baptized, and that's when I dreamt of them again. They hugged me and kissed me, and they told me I didn't need them anymore, and that they would see me again much later. I'm a missionary now. Oh, I did not see that coming. I still ache just thinking about how much I lost when I lost all three of them. But I find them again in photos and memories, and that the knowledge I'll see them again. Thanks for hanging there for this lengthy bit of life. But I'll leave the speculation up to you, lovelies, and fellow spooksters. Stay spooky, Molly. P.S. I have a good little wineries around me. I highly recommend Ugly Bunny Wines. I've never heard of that, have you? No, I want it. (laughs) I need to know. Just based on the name. (laughs) P.P.S. Apparently, wine floats are a thing? Question mark, explanation point, question mark, explanation point. They are. Or Are we talking like wine floats, like as in like ice cream and wine? Or are we talking like, I'm going to drink wine and float on a river? Oh, I took it like the ice cream. Oh, okay. We live different lifestyles. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just on a strict meal plan. So all I think about is food I can't have. So it's fine. (laughs) I'm over here thinking like, we could go kayaking and drink wine. Like, I'm down. (laughs) That's not what they Yeah, that season... I mean, we just do both. We could do it with the legit wine float and have a wine float. (gasps) It would be, oh, it's too Inception. It's meta. (laughs) All right. So my other story for the evening, morning, whatever time you're listening was titled My Friendly Stalker. And I'm not going to say the person's email because that's obviously not, I don't want to invade anybody's privacy, but I didn't, there wasn't a name. So if this is your story, thank you. Okay, so they write, Hey, ladies, I found your podcast a few months ago and just caught up, but I wanted to share an ongoing haunt, and hopefully this makes sense. The first time I can remember seeing him, I was five, and we had just bought a trailer, and me, my mom, and stepdad were all sleeping on a pallet on the floor in my bedroom as we didn't have any furniture yet. I clearly remember waking up, sitting up straight, and looking in the doorway to see a Native American man with a full headdress on. It was beautiful. I didn't feel any fear, actually. Quite the opposite. I felt like I was safe and he was there to protect me. In the morning, I told my mom, and she told me that he was our family's guardian angel, and that came to find out almost everyone in my family has seen him at least once. That's cool. The next time was when my nanny passed and we had converted our dining room into a room with a hospital bed for her. I remember him coming, standing in the doorway, and just knowing that she had passed and that she was okay. I went downstairs, my mother was sitting on the couch, and asked, is she still in bed? My mother, confused, asked what I meant. I said, did they take her body yet or is she in the bed? I was nine at this time. She said, they're coming to get her now. Hospice was in there and asked how I knew, so I told her. The next time, I was 13 and my grumpy, my grandfather, had passed. 
and it was the same. He appeared in the doorway, and I knew. I went and woke my mom up and told her I didn't know who to call, and she was so confused, but I told her he had passed last night, and she said she didn't even have to ask how I knew this time. I didn't see him again until I was 23, just after I had my daughter, and she was in and out of the hospital, not for anything serious, but enough little things to make me feel like a failure. But sure enough, I woke up one night and looked to her crib and she was standing in the corner of her crib holding her little white sock in her right hand and her right hand was outstretched to guess who and they were giggling and I felt like they were okay and like we were being taken care of, like everything was going to work out. But then I woke up facing the opposite direction. But when I rolled over, she was standing in the corner of her crib holding her sock giggling. Oh, so like you dreamed it and then... Oh, okay. I got it. (laughs) Sorry. I just took a second for me to understand. This man has always been there watching over us, making me feel safe and secure in my most vulnerable moments. We did an ancestry DNA kit a few years ago and found out that we are, in fact, 0% Native American. We were raised thinking we're about 60%. So now I can't help but think, who the fuck is this man? Unfortunately, LOL. Unfortunately, I haven't seen him since, and I always wonder if it's because I just haven't needed him or if he knew that what I had thought in the moment I saw those results. I do miss him. Sorry this was so long. Hopefully it makes sense. I have tons more I'll send in at a later date, including how I found out my home was once part of a coven slash cult that they did an, an investigation there for a show on Animal Planet. It's a cool story. What? Maybe you guys can do an episode on it. Thank you, ladies, for listening slash reading. P.S. My husband thinks I'm crazy every time I tell him one of the episodes I'm listening to. And I say, oh, yeah, my friends were telling me about blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Me too. That's cute. Oh, my God. (laughs) Way way to bury the lead there. Jesus. Like, you live (laughs) in a house that is like a cult? I need to know everything. I know. Like, I'm over here like. (laughs) As soon as I you hear this, know type it up. Everything right this now. Right this now. <laughs> yes, like, I'm not going to yes. be able to sleep tonight because I'm going to be like, someone is living in a house where there was a cult. And you know that guys that I'm like obsessed with the fact that I don't live in a house where there was a cult or some sort of like weird thing that happened. You're very, I know. Jessica has this complex where she's very sad she doesn't live in a haunted house. It is. I'm very sad. It will be all right. <laughs> I often fantasize about buying Dorothea Fuentes' house. <gasps> I don't think the people who live there are going to ever leave because they, like, have embraced it. But, like, I don't know why I dream about weird shit. Like, I fantasize about owning, like, a murder house or... I'm weird. It's fine. You guys love me, right? (laughs) We do. (laughs) Okay. Our next story comes from Shannon. Shannon has sent us several stories before, so thank you so much for that. In fact, they started off by saying, another story from my youthhood worked its way out of the cobwebs of my memory. Thought y'all might like it. So, yeah, probably. When I was a preteen slash early teen, I had a very close best friend. I'll call her Jude. Now I want to sing, hey, Jude. We were overkill BFFs. Spent every possible moment together we could on the bus, in class, on breaks, and at lunch, after school, like legit every possible moment. I don't know anyone like that at all. Like, I've never basically <laughs> lived with my best friend before. Never. What? Ever. <laughs> <laughs> my parents even got us separate 
Um, my parents even got us kids a separate phone line before cell phones. I had a separate phone line. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> because we were on the phone so much. One favorite frequent pastime was ending the night, me reading Stephen King's short stories over the phone to her. A few times, her sister would take the phone and tell me that Jude fell asleep. So, GTFO. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But pretty shocking that neither myself nor my family figured out until 15 years later that I'm queer AF and that I actually was, aww, and that I was actually head over heels in prepubescent love with Jude. <laughs> the feels. <laughs> they run on to write, oh God, so painfully obvious now. <laughs> I mean, uh, no. It's okay. Sometimes you just, like, have a person. I get it. Anyway, one weekend I'm staying over at Jude's house. We were in an especially spooky mood that night. We told ghost stories, watched slasher movies, made a Ouija board. You made a Ouija board? That's fun. Okay. You know, the usual preteen sleepover paranormal exploration. I mean, if you had more than just the two of you, you could have played Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. Yes. I'm sure this person did at some point. I'm sure. Yes. Well, that night, oh, Tara, that night <laughs> we got really into it and decided to do Bloody Mary in her bathroom. Like, I just no. see Tara's face. No, no, no. <laughs> we were ready, and ready is in all capital letters for it, too. Super prepped after our evening full of ghosty fun. So we go in there, looking into the mirror, holding hands out of fear. Yeah, right, Shannon. Out of fear, LOL. <laughs> anyway, in our spookiest voices, we slowly call out, I ain't saying it, there's a mirror behind me. <laughs> Once, <laughs> then twice, and a hand squeezed, and a third time. All at once, the lights went out, and there was screeching and banging. Oh my god, it worked. We actually called a ghost, and we immediately regretted it. We ran into the bathroom screaming, truly terrified. The banging stopped, and the screeching was replaced by cackling. Her sister, who was in her late teens then, heard our plans, went outside, and waited for the third Bloody Mary to start banging and screeching on the bathroom window and had someone flip the breaker so the lights went out. Oh, my God. Her sister sounds like so much fun. Oh, man. The kind of sibling I was. I don't scare easy, but damn, she really got us bad. There were three Ds in that word. I'm not just exaggerating, people. <laughs> I think Jude got mad at her for scaring us, but I was so relieved it wasn't real, and I was happy with the prank. I hadn't thought about that night for a long time, or in a long time. Still, one of my biggest frights I've ever had. Thanks for the excuse to relive nostalgic memories. Love your show so much. Thanks, Tara, Jessica, and Kate. Oh my god. <laughs> I am here for that. Mm-hmm. so much yes okay thank you everyone who submitted stories this mm -hmm. month for us we still have a bunch we'll get through we promise we'll get yes. through them but these were and i'm glad we ended on like a funny note like thank you shannon for <laughs> that little laughter it <laughs> <laughs> yeah now it's like i can't wait like i keep thinking of like when bug gets older Mm. And like, she's like, I'm gonna have a slumber party. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna mess with you because it's gonna be funny. <laughs> she loves me no matter what. <laughs> facts, facts. 
else. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed these listener encounters. If you would like to share a story with us, the best way to do that is to email us. Our email mm-hmm. is threespookedgirls at gmail.com. And we put the, we get them and we save them and we put them in a document and then we pick them and we read them. We will get through all of them, we promise. But if you have a story, please let us know. For those of you who submitted stories this time that had backup questions, please respond and give us answers because not mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. does. And then I have to live my life just not knowing. And that is <laughs> Facts. Sad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off and we will be back on Thursday with another episode. Bye, guys. Mm, Bye.